Well, I'm Blood Brothers. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Joe Curry. Joe, are you ready to do this? Absolutely, George. All right, let's go. Joe is a CFP, CHS. He is the president and financial planner with Matthews and Associates. He is the host of the Your Retirement Plan Simplified podcast. Joe, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Sure. So on the uh, the personal side, um, I'm married, had two young boys, uh, Lewis and Harry are four and six. So they keep me pretty pretty busy, pretty occupied when I'm not working. Uh, on the work side, I am a financial planner. Um, specifically, I focus on working with people approaching or into retirement, uh, which is something that, George, as we were talking a little bit before the show, is uh, I kind of evolved and, and transitioned into that space over time. So something I really enjoy doing. I had a previous mentor who I was a succession plan for their business. He had a, you know, a lot of clients in that space. Um, so it's been a lot of fun working in that area. But the reason I got started, I always tell people, uh, I actually got started probably around 2000. So, you know, 23 years ago when I was still actually in high school, but my dad's also in this business and I can remember him coming home during the dot-com crash. Uh, and he was just, you know, kind of had a, a proud look on his face, asked him what was up. And he just let me know that he'd received the client from one of his, one of his uh, widowed clients who called him just to say, um, Lawrence, my dad, uh, Lauren, I just wanted to call and let you know that, you know, I know there's a lot going on in the markets right now, but you're the reason I can sleep at night. And so that was really inspiring to me. And I didn't, at that point, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, you know, most people don't grow up wanting to be a financial planner. At that point, I was think I was probably still thinking hockey, um, but that really kind of got me started um, looking into this business a little bit more. And obviously 23 years later, here I am. I love it. So Lewis and Harry, do they have skates on right now? Yeah, they're they're both playing hockey, so <laughs> they both started when they were three. <laughs> That's so funny. I you know I told you I grew up in northern Minnesota, and I think I was probably around that age too, pushing a a, a chair around uh, around the ice rink, and it was just a literal parking lot that that they flooded, and that was the ice rink. So, and you can do that in northern Minnesota too. Probably better than where I am here in Canada. <laughs> Maybe I love it. All right, so folks that are that are right around that that retirement age so you hit 50 and you start really seriously thinking about it what are what are some of those considerations it's it's certainly a lot yeah so i mean you know when it comes to financial planning everybody thinks about the the financial side of it but what we try to do is help people make sure before they get to retirement they're thinking about what they're going to retire to not just retiring from something and so that starts with a couple of things. Uh, one is really getting clear on your values, your core values. So a lot of people, uh, they have their core values and they probably think they're living in alignment with it. But when we look at spending, a lot of times people are not spending in alignment with their values and they're not even living in alignment with your values. So um, that's something where, you know, we have a, I guess you can call it a worksheet. So we have a, a navigator document, but one, one section really is about helping people identify those core values. And so part of it is just thinking through, um, you know, what comes to mind when I think of core values. And then we also provide people with a, a, a list that they kind of go to after, and then we get them to kind of narrow it down to maybe three to seven. And so this is a, kind of an important first step. And, and this could be done for anyone, not just someone approaching retirement, but it's a good time to do it when people haven't because it starts to help you think about what your identity and your purpose is beyond your work, right? And so that's kind of that next step is figuring out what is going to get you out of bed in the morning when you no longer have to get up to go to work. Um, so 
when we talk about purpose, a lot of times I think the word purpose it really scares people, and they think they have to have uh, you know some uh, almost godlike mission for life that they have to carry and live to their last you know dying days. But really, when when I'm talking about purpose, it's it's literally what's going to get you out of bed, what's going to get you excited to get up in the morning when you're no longer working. And it doesn't have to be one thing, and it could be some some things that are changing. So right now, for me, you know my kind of three priorities, well, maybe we'll use that word for priorities instead of purpose. My three priorities are, are my family, my health, and my business. So that's, you know, where I focus my attention. And, and when I'm trying to think about how I'm planning my days, my weeks, my years is I'm thinking about how am I prioritizing those areas. And those are the things that, that I'm excited about. So it's no different for someone in my stem, uh, my situation and someone who's getting closer to retirement. Because a lot of people have never really thought about that. And all of a sudden, you know, we all have heard stories of people kind of, uh, you know, retiring, you have a bit of a, the honeymoon phase, but then all of a sudden, you know, they go into a deeper depression, have health issues. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, don't live long into retirement. So that really comes back to having retired from something and not figured out what's next and figuring out that purpose. So really thinking about those things are just as important as figuring out where you are from a financial standpoint, right? financially, obviously, the earlier you start planning and, and building towards retirement, the better. Um, but when people are really getting serious about it a few years out, I mean, you don't want to wait until, okay, I'm retiring tomorrow. Now I need to figure out if I can retire, right? So I always tell people at the very least, you know, start a few years out about getting really serious uh, about figuring out where you are from your finances, um, figuring out what your cash flow is going to look like in retirement. And so I don't know, George, about you, but I have a lot of people who might say, I think, you know, I can live off of this in retirement, but that's not the reality once they actually uh, get to retirement and start spending money. Um, so what I like to try to do is tell people, you know, let's figure out what you think the cash flow needs are going to be. And then at least a year ahead, we'll move basically all your income to a separate account and we'll just drip into uh, you know a different checking account where you do all your spending, the, the amount you think you're going to be able to live off in retirement. And we try that for a year or more just to see if it's working. So before you've committed to you know retiring and leaving your career where you have that the income coming in, we have a good idea if you're you know able to meet your cash flow needs. So those are a few things kind of leading up to retirement that you, you want to be thinking about. Obviously, we could go all day about all the different financial planning pieces, but those are kind of some of the things I feel like people haven't really given a lot of thought to um, that can help as you're approaching retirement. Yeah, those are super powerful. I think that that's really cool. I love, love the idea of what are you retiring to versus what are you retiring from? So many things are just a simple little shift, but that simple shift is so profound in the way we think and what our perspective is. And if we're not thinking about what it is I'm going to be doing. What what is my purpose? What 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 is going to matter to me to make sure that I'm maintaining my health and my relationships and all those things? Well, then I'm just going to miss out on stuff. You know, yeah. it's not going to be optimized. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, some people that you know they just don't miss a stride and jump right into it. But you know, a lot of people have really dedicated themselves to their careers. Uh, and you know, for a lot of them, it's been a bit of a grind too, and they haven't really had time to get their head up and think about what's next. Right. And so all of a sudden when those days aren't filled by kind of those obligations, it's uh, it's a totally, totally different situation that not everyone adapts naturally to. So giving it some thought ahead of time is definitely helpful. Yeah. In a lot of ways I can, I see myself, you know, when I'm, I'm 40, 44 years old, 
And whenever I decide to step away from my work, if I do, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? A lot of ways I feel like I'm a beaver. You know, if you threw me in, if you threw me in Manhattan on, on, on wall street, I'd start building dams. Right. And so all of a sudden, <laughs> if I'm not, if I'm not a beaver anymore, what, what, what in the world am I going to do? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for some people, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be retirement either, right? Like a lot of people love what they do. And if you're productive and it gives you purpose and you still have balance to do other things in life that are important to you, like you don't have to retire, right? That's a, you know, a word that it's almost something that some people feel obligated. They need to retire when they hit a certain age, but it's not always the best thing, right? So, and I know I'm probably something like you, like I don't, I don't see a, a point where I'm just going to stop and not being able, doing any kind of work, right? So maybe I'll just, do a little bit less work or narrow the, the focus of what I'm actually working on. But to me, retirement isn't a big goal, maybe financial freedom, knowing I don't have to go to work, but less, less so actually stopping. Yeah. And I also love the, love the practice of, I just wrote down trial run for a year. Let's figure out what it is, how much you think that you're going to be spending and try to simulate that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, through experience of working in the space for quite a while, you know, I've seen some scenarios where the plans kind of blown up because spending was nowhere close to what we, uh, you know, had planned in. Right. So that's me maybe taking clients word a little bit, a little bit too much with their digging a little deeper into it. Right. So now we have a little more refined process and helping people figure out what that cash flow will probably look like. And then doing the, the trial run. Um, ideally, I mean, we do this more than a year out. So there's still some, some time to, uh, I guess you could say build in a, uh, more of a buffer or uh, pivot, whatever the case may be, but at least a year out. So that at least, you know, where you're at once you, once you hit that date. Yeah. It's that famous, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Mike Tyson quote, it's like, exactly. is your plan going to survive its collision with reality? And yeah, a year is great. A couple of years is, 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 is way better because it's just not going to go the way you expect it to. Yeah, Exactly. That's funny. That's not really funny. You know, it's bad. So (laughs) you want to be able to pivot and make whatever changes are necessary. Um, In terms of it, are are, are people they're already engaged with you and doing planning? Is there are are, are they amenable to these things? When you start talking about values, you start talking about these trial runs. Does it make sense to them? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because you know, I've been doing this for a while now. So the more recent a client has come on or our, you know, potential clients we're working with, you know, are definitely very amenable to all this and, and implement. So where I have a little bit more trouble getting some buy-in is where we didn't do this in the first place. You know, if we go back a number of years and we weren't already doing it and we try to go back and add some additional value, put in some, uh, you know, additional strategies or, and start getting more into the values, that kind of stuff. Or, I get a little bit more kind of pushback from those older relationships who I, you know, I have a pretty tight relationship with uh, from, you know, cause we've been working together. Uh, but change is always hard for people, right? And they, a lot of times they feel like, you know what, Joe, you've got me on a, a good track. I don't see why I need, we need to make some changes. So and that's not everybody, but that's where I would get more pushback. Anyone who's coming to work with me today or has come in the last couple of years. I mean, this is, this is part of the process as we onboard as part of the conversation and our uh, uh, initial meetings. So, it's we just kind of run with it and and no one really knows any different and uh you know the feedback is, is has been great 
Yeah, it certainly makes sense. And being able to have those conversations, I, I think probably intellectually, most of us do have a good understanding of the importance of having core values and to be re revisiting these. But it's one of those things where I know I'm supposed to be doing it, but I don't necessarily do it, or it's been a long time since I really thought about it. How often do you, how often, you always hate to say should, what is a, a healthy uh, time period to be revisiting all, all, all these things? Yeah. So, I mean, I think at least annually, probably like more often, some kind of a, a process to keep that in front of you. So for example, when I have my core values in my office and framed, so I just have it in a frame, I print it off, put it in there. It's not overly fancy, but it's in front of me. So whenever I go in my office and look at my bookshelf, I see my, my core values there. So it's a bit of a reminder. And then, so like you, George, I also get up really early in the morning. So I usually take some, some time to myself to kind of review my goals, plan out my week. And part of that process is I have those core values in there along with some other affirmations and things like that. So that's kind of my process. Um, I feel like most people are probably not going to review things that much, just to, uh, on average, especially when they never have in the past. So some kind of an annual, you know, planning or uh, state of the union for the family type of uh, a, a process would be definitely helpful at the very least, right? Um, for clients, it's something that we keep on. We have a bit of like a, a cheat sheet, I guess you could call it, for. Uh, prepping for reviews, kind of keeping all that important information in, in one place for the clients. And, and we keep those on there as well. So we kind of keep it top of mind for our conversations with our clients. And when we're talking about spending, trying to kind of weave in the values to how they're planning out their years and their goals, that kind of stuff. I appreciate that. In terms of of identity and kicked around this in a couple of different ways, um, it 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 is it is tricky to try to figure out what's what's next for me. Found with goal setting, I want to have some great future that is pulling me towards it, uh, versus me trying to push through um, kind of uncomfortable things and push through and and any changes that I feel like I must make to actually get to where I want to go. But not everybody is like that, and so. I I imagine that you reserve judgment. You're not making judgments on what it is that your clients are telling you that they want to be doing. If they say, you know what, I just want to sit on my butt and watch TV or watch watch hockey every day and that's it. Um, but I'm sure you get all kinds of answers. Yeah, so that's, uh, like you're right. I mean, I don't give too much pushback, but I try to make sure we're asking the questions, having the conversations giving any examples of, you know, why it's important to be thinking about this kind of stuff and, and kind of guide, guide the conversation to see what they have thought of what, and, and kind of go from there. So everyone of those conversations is a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to try to push my values or anything else on anybody else, but it's kind of like charitable plan giving. And it's kind of the same idea. Those as a conversation I have with any new clients coming in and any current clients. And it's if that's not something that someone's interested in doing or planning, that's fine. But we're making sure we're having those those questions or those conversations and asking the questions so that people are aware of how that could fit into the planning. So it's, a, it's the same idea. Um, and then the process we put into our navigator is it kind of helps people with something they can take away. So again, it's kind of like a worksheet. Uh, and it really just kind of helps people get a framework for how they might put together those, like I said, if we do even do a top three priorities, as opposed to thinking of it as, as purpose, 
And, you know, part of it is just going back to, you know, when we were all kids, we all had ideas of what we wanted to do when we were older and we had money and all that kind of stuff. And most of us never end up doing a lot of those things that we thought of, right? So that's a good place to kind of go back to. Now that you're going to have free time, you have financial independence. So are there things that you've always wanted to do you've never done? Um, and for a lot of people, I just say, you know what? What about just trying to think of one of your priorities as just figuring out what you want your priorities to be, right? So just experimenting, trying new things and seeing if something sticks, right? Maybe some volunteering, some new activities, uh, maybe a, a side hustle, whatever it is, but just kind of trying different things. And that can almost be that priority or that purpose or one of those um, to get you motivated that might lead into some other things in the future. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. It's like asking people, what what's most important to you? You're like, woo. That's tough. But if you said, you know what, from from your physical health standpoint, what is most important? Oh, I'd like to be able to play with my grandkids. I'd like to be able to go for go, go hiking. So I think we all have kind of passing ideas, but just helping people to drill down and realize what's kind of possible help probably helps people organize their thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just any, like any kind of conversation, we start guiding and, and narrowing this discussion a little bit, then starts giving people more specific ideas and they can actually relate to it and come up with some of their own ideas. I mean, with, with, with my kids, the last thing I want is for them just to be disinterested. Um, and I suppose with my, with my parents and maybe with your parents and certainly with clients, it's, you know, I want to make sure that you're having a rich life and you're doing all the things that you want. I just don't want you to be sitting around, you know, sort of for lack of a better term, wasting away. So helping people to have these kinds of conversations, I think is so valuable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, it, it just depends on everyone's background and, um, you know, kind of their life journey, but for some people, this kind of stuff comes natural and for others, it's just something that's never been on the radar. They haven't really thought about it because they've always had those kind of priorities almost, uh, determined for them that they've been chasing. And so this, this next stage of transitioning into, uh, we'll call it financial and time freedom, uh, is a, a whole other world that they have really haven't considered how they're going to figure that out. Yeah. Fascinating. Right. And everybody's different. So for sure. <laughs> I think you have job security for a while, Joe. Yeah. All the demographics are looking good for retirement planning. <laughs> for sure. I love it. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Sure. So um, we have a new website, at, uh, which is basically all retirement planning type education. It's retirementplanningsimplified.ca. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn at uh, Joseph Curry, uh, BSC CFP. And uh, those are probably the two best places. Oh, I guess maybe the last one would be my, my podcast, Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Beautiful. Well, if you enjoyed as so much as I did, show Joe your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to retirementplanningsimplified.ca and check out all the great resources that Joe's put together. Um, if what we've talked about has resonated, get in touch, take advantage of that retirement navigator process that we've been talking about. Find Joe on LinkedIn, which I'll link in the notes as well. And then check out the Your Retirement Plan Simplified podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks, George. It's been fun. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best. <laughs>